Welcome back, my fabulous peeps, to another episode of Today's Best. This week, we have guest Grace Bartolotti with us. Meg, who's Grace? I'll tell you. Grace is the face of the Girl Guide podcast, which focuses on unpacking the raw realities of young adulthood. So, similar to kind of what we do here. Grace is awesome, though. She showcases many versions of success herself and guides women, young women through pivotal times of their lives. She's also an incoming sophomore at BC and majors in communication. Really, today, we're just diving into hearing Grace's story, sharing, comparing, and talking about how life is never one straight path, but deciding when you need to make changes, turns, pivots, and always looking out for what's best for you and your goals. So without further ado, let's meet Grace. All right, guys, I am here with Grace. I'm going to let her, you heard me talk about her a bit before, but now we're here together. I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit. Yes, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast because I've never actually been a guest on the podcast, so this is exciting. (laughs) Super exciting. Yeah. But um, my name is Grace Bartolotti, and I am the host of the Girl Guide podcast. And I'm also a college student. Um, I actually transferred from GW to Boston College, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get into. Yep. But other than that, um, I've been quarantining with my family. Love it. <laughs> in yeah, in the suburbs of Boston, which is where mm-hmm. I'm from. And other than that, I've always been an avid horseback rider. That's kind of yeah that's my fun fact (laughs) definitely fun fact good hobby to have during this time yes it's been getting me outside and keeping me sane so i love it i love it and me and outlet me and grace know each other because our cousins are married so Mm -hmm. i mentioned last week when i was planning on having her on but george who you guys heard a couple episodes ago when we had the conversation this is his wife's cousin so we've we met two years a year ago two years? no a year ago right years? Uh, yeah is it only a year it's only been a year because i know the like like wildest year ever but yeah because even though they've been together for a few years now it wasn't until last summer that they were officially engaged and pregnant that i came to the beach house and met you guys right yeah that's insane feels and like forever ago but it does it really does and now we have our little baby cousin Emmett that we share so cute so cute so um and the reason um I wanted to have Grace on here as well is because when I met her a year ago so she her mom came over we were on the beach and I was meeting um Aaron Grace's cousin's family and her mom was like oh, can you talk to my daughter? She's going into college. Like, have any tips for her or whatever? And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, and lo and behold, first of all, Grace didn't need any tips from me. Like, this girl has it together. <laughs> and so then I start learning from her. She's like, has her little podcast going and stuff. And really for me, like, she was the first person that I reached out to when I thought, oh, let me start a podcast. Because honestly, like, I didn't realize it was something that just anybody could decide they want to do and just get on Spotify and Apple Music and like what tools you yeah. use, what mics you use. So she helped me with all of that, which was For awesome. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but we can start really kind of like what we're going to talk about today is again, like a younger age, kind of jumpstarting career stuff when you figured out that like you had these passions, just like 
going for it and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, especially just like I've always just been impressed like at a younger age. I think I have a lot of group fit people from UMass who mm-hmm. are your age that might look and like see stuff that me or like other graduates or whatever are doing and think like, oh, I'll do that when I graduate. But really, it's never like a perfect time kind of scenario. So we'll start with like, just talk about your podcast when you started it. Was yeah. that like your first project? If there was anything before it, I don't, I don't even really know. So you share. Yeah. So I started my podcast about a little over a year ago now. So I started it last June and I was honestly just consuming a lot of podcast content. Mm. Some of my inspirations were the skinny confidential. Um, I don't know if you've heard, I haven't, but they're great. Okay. Totally recommend. Yeah. The thick and thin podcast um, things like that. And I was just consuming so much content. And then one day just kind of reflecting and I was like, I can do this. Like, why am I consuming all of this content and not putting anything out there? Yes. And I just felt like I had a voice to, and I wanted to share my thoughts and my experiences. And I was also about to undergo like a big life change. You know, Mm -hmm. I was going into college and I felt like that was kind of it's probably the biggest change that I've oh definitely went for my entire life so Mm -hmm. I at that point kind of wished that I had an older sister to Mm -hmm. give me advice and just like to kind of warn me for what was coming my way (laughs) Um, and I'm the oldest and I was like I feel like there just needs to be you know, a platform where people can turn to for advice for, um, to hear about someone else's experiences in college. And like, I really wanted to give my audience some clarity on their futures Mm because I feel like we work our whole life to get into college. Yeah. Yeah. And And they're like, now what? (laughs) And you're like, okay, now what? I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. So now the podcast is kind of transformed into me having guests on and they share their college experience to post-grad life and just talk about their career path to where they are now. So that's kind of what the podcast is, how it emerged and like what it's transformed into. But that's that's definitely my first like passion project Mm -hmm. that I really just dove into. So did you have like when you started it did you feel like because I I know like from the stuff that I've done like starting you almost kind of like have to go through this period of like you go through a lot of different feelings of like you do questioning yourself and like being so nervous to the point of even wondering if it's something that you want to do like I remember kind of first starting like just being kind of nervous about it and thinking like it makes you question like like you're when you have that kind of fear, your brain is like, wants to almost tell you like, oh, don't do it. Like you don't actually want this when really it's just like having to kind of overcome that little bit of anxiety of putting yourself out there. Totally. And I definitely struggled with that. I think I was also, you know, putting myself in a vulnerable position as I was Mm -hmm. sharing my life, sharing the ins and outs of like, things I was dealing with, struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was about to like go meet a ton of new people oh my, at yeah. GW. I didn't even think about that. So it's like I have this platform of people that I who already know me and like know me kind of in this manner. 
but you're yeah, yeah that does it yeah. come on strong like that in a new place is definitely like yeah for sure for sure and I would um be like meeting people mm-hmm. at GW and they would be like oh are you the podcast girl and I was like, oh my god <laughs> I was like excuse me what That's so, so oh <laughs> which god. was funny but definitely I had to struggle with like I mean, I am just an everyday 19-year-old, but exactly. the only difference is that I'm putting myself out there. And mm-hmm. yes, at points, I, I doubt if it's worth it. I doubt if I should be putting myself out there like this. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I find that it's worth it because I'm meeting so many cool people. And I every now and then I get the message of people like direct messaging me and they're like, oh, like impacted them your message or sorry your episode about how to get out of a slump has really helped me and that's kind of what makes it worth it oh, for me oh it so makes it worth it yeah yeah and also if you're looking at it from a professional lens i don't know exactly what i want to do down the road but i know right. i want to go into something media and that's this is right. also helping build my resume a bit mm-hmm. so for me, it's just worth it professionally yeah. and personally. And, and you know what, too? It's yeah. like one thing that um, someone who I follow that I love says, and actually, I think she's going to be, I'm having her on hopefully as a guest soon, but she's a Boston Soul Cycle, um, Maddie Saccone. And she yes. says, <laughs> I think she has like, I don't think it's, it's not her from her um, specifically, but one thing that she says is um, nobody judging you is ever working harder than you. And so it's like when people cast that judgment, like don't really worry about it because if they were too busy focusing on themselves and doing stuff with their own lives, like they wouldn't have time to throw opinions or judgments your way. So like if you're worried about that from certain people about like starting stuff, like you know what? They should be busy minding their own, (laughs) minding their own business and doing their own thing, not inflicting, you know, it's more of an insecurity thing. They look at somebody like, being vulnerable and again when you do put yourself out there it's like you're absolutely gonna be kind of at in in the fire of like people to make little comments remarks and whatnot but really like just I guess learning to know that it kind of comes from a place of insecurity and other people if they're worried why is someone doing something that I'm not taking this leap da 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 yeah and I also think 100%. And I also think it kind of helps weed out the people that should be in your life versus the people that shouldn't. So true. That's such a good point. Because if they are judging you, you honestly rather know right off the bat because (laughs) honestly saves some time. Yeah. No, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I was even nervous, like what my friends were going to think when I like kind of started doing podcasts and like Instagram Mm -hmm. and I was like you know are they gonna think that this is weird or whatever and like my I feel like I've never even been closer to my friends like they've just been yeah so supportive in way like I like I never ask them to do anything but they will like repost or like share things or post on their own stories and it's just like the fact that I even questioned that they if they would or wouldn't have been supportive so it's like it definitely and there are people that you know are kind of you yeah you might learn oh aren't really there for you in the way that you thought but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it almost does solidify those friendships even more so when you know you have the the real ones there. For sure. Um so yeah, that was a little bit about the podcasting getting started with that. Um 
what did I want to talk about next? Your time at GW. And so like figuring out, because not only is college a huge time, a huge change and all of that, but you're moving, you did the far move and into a city. So you kind of had the city, like not so campusy type of Mm -hmm. school. And then having to make the decision to transfer because that's like a tough decision. So if you wanted to talk a little bit about that in your life, that would be awesome. Totally. So I initially chose GW, honestly, because I loved that there was a lot of hustle and bustle and it felt Mm -hmm. like I was kind of in the heart of everything. Felt like I was, it was just all happening around me. And I liked that energy Mm -hmm. initially right off the bat. And I soon kind of came to realize that I didn't necessarily feel like I was in college. I truly felt like I was a 20 something year old off on my own skipped the yeah that's I never thought about it like that exactly like I just felt like I was living on my own in a city like Mm -hmm. I did not feel like I was at college one bit and you're 19 like that's or 18 still when you first get to college like that's (laughs) too young to be like adulting in Washington (laughs) DC exactly so I was grocery shopping and I was just living a very adult life. Mm -hmm. Not that I couldn't handle it, but Mm -hmm. I was just starting to feel like I don't want to look back in three years and feel like I didn't have a college experience. Yes. And I came home for fall break, I think. And my dad was like, you have three more years to be a kid. And then you're off on your own and like a real oh I real just adult. got chills <laughs> yeah I no, know he's so right though and it goes by so quick oh yeah so and everyone says you want to look back at college and say that they're the best four years of your life mm-hmm. and I just initially was like I just don't think this is the school for me mm-hmm. but that being said I really did try to stick it out the year so I kind of put my right foot forward after I want to say Thanksgiving break and Mm -hmm. I was like I'm going to really immerse myself in this experience. I am in the nation's capital like who gets to say that they live in Washington DC literally right on F Street like you can walk to um, you can walk to the White House you can walk into Georgetown. It's um, it is amazing. Yeah. and I really focused on my academics and yeah so I did that but December break I put in transfer applications to three schools and we talked I was like over Christmas break I remember we were kind of like having this discussion and you were sharing like exactly what you're saying just on like you know there are things that are great about it but I just from my college experience like I feel like I'm meant to be elsewhere for sure. And it, I think it would be different if I didn't love the social scene, but mm-hmm. was so impressed with it academically. Mm-hmm. But for what I want to do, I just don't think it catered to yeah. that perfectly. Um, I think if you're going into poli-sci or international relations yes. or international business, mm-hmm. those are really the kids that thrive there. Gotcha. Um, and it's like, why would you be anywhere else? Like, right. It's the perfect. Oh my place God. To be. Yeah. So, so, but I'm not like, I'm going right. into <laughs> com and marketing. Yeah. And I was like, 
this just isn't right for me. Mm -hmm. So my mom was like, why don't you just rush and see if that makes it better? See if you like it more socially. Mm -hmm. So I went back after Christmas break. (laughs) I was really dreading it. I like bawled my eyes out the first, like the day before I had to go. Yeah. The worst. But um, I went and I really did try to Mm -hmm. immerse myself in rushing and um, or they call it recruitment, but whatever. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was meeting a lot of cool girls, which was exciting and solidifying those friendships that I was Mm -hmm. starting to build for a semester. And um, I was also extremely vulnerable in recruitment itself. Mm -hmm. When people would ask how I was, I was so honest I always like wear my heart on my sleeve like you that's awesome well you will know how I feel (laughs) I love it all the time every second of the day (laughs) keep it real we need more of that (laughs) yeah we keep it real but sometimes sometimes people are like grace calm down down. (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) but like they ask me how I am and I'm like spilling my like I'm actually I'm having a rough time (laughs) (laughs) I essentially was like um I really struggled at GW for a semester I don't Mm -hmm. think it's the right fit for me but I'm hoping that the sorority experience will kind of turn that around Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how I went into it and I actually ended up meeting a great group of girls so Mm -hmm. I um went alpha phi and it was honestly such a positive experience the girls were really sweet I met my big and she was has been incredibly supportive through all of this we're still in touch that's awesome and yeah so alpha fee did it helped me like get out of my dorm yeah to be completely honest and it oh. helped me like not social. eat meals alone yeah. and things like that yeah so. the social part of it is huge and like i think even hearing you say this as much as that fixed it for you what like what I'm my takeaway from it is like which is something I feel like I'm trying to like learn more about right now too mm. but like it's so easy just to be somewhere and like for the social scene and like let that be a comfort but you kind of had to make that tough choice and know like okay my social life might now be satisfied but still like for my goals for my career like for my future, I kind of have to put that in front of, like, the social fun of it and, like, go Mm. make this change. Yeah, and so then kind of COVID hit, and I went, (laughs) so I was kind of starting to, like, make fun out of my experience <laughs> and I went home and I had a lot of time to reflect and mm-hmm. I at this point I hadn't heard back if I got into schools yet that I gotcha. transferred into gotcha so I just like had time to reflect about my experience at GW in general mm-hmm. and I kind of came to the conclusion that I just felt like I was settling the yeah. social scene definitely got better but it was mm-hmm. a very adult social mm-hmm. scene it's not tailgates and it's not college yeah right not your typical (laughs) like movie college scene yeah Mm -hmm. right which is (laughs) fine for a lot of yeah it's a fit for some people absolutely exactly so 
I just kind of came to the conclusion that socially I felt like I was settling a bit and also mm-hmm. career-wise for what I thought I wanted I also felt like I was settling yeah. and it's easy and it's felt like it's a lot of people you gotta give you credit again because like a lot of people it, it's easy to settle and just like be fine and have a fine time in college and like not put in the work to change because also transferring like you just applied to colleges and like now you're doing it all over again and like oh it's not it's not like a walk in the park no so it is a little bit of a pain I will say though like the actual application process is annoying but if you strongly feel like you need to be in a different place it's not that much of a burden like you'll be okay (laughs) so I wouldn't say that the actual application process should hold anyone back from transferring it's annoying but it'll be annoying for like a little yeah I was gonna say I'm like thinking of all my UMass people that are listening I'm like oh guys I hope that you don't leave UMass after this Like, like, do, oh my gosh no like do i need to transfer oh my gosh like no everything no no. <laughs> no 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 i'm totally i kidding. promise umass is that kind of like that campus exactly what we're talking about that you were looking for but i'm mostly just yeah. like just kidding about it but um <laughs> what was i gonna say next um i was gonna say about oh so what made you choose bc we just like touched on that really quick yeah Sure. So I ended up getting into Syracuse Newhouse and Boston College. Right. And this was truly a tough decision because uh, for what I want career-wise, Newhouse, it, it's perfect. It's mm-hmm. the like leading communication school mm-hmm. in the country. It's for what I wanted to do. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, but I kind of had to weigh in all of this like COVID craziness yeah. a little bit. Um, and what each school also, was doing and taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's crazy just like for about. the yeah unique time of what life is right now, I did weigh that into my decision. Um, I also, Syracuse for me would have been a lot of Greek life mm-hmm. and not I just like don't see I just don't necessarily see myself as a stereotypical sorority girl I mm-hmm. honestly joined yeah. Greek life at GW more just because I wanted connections to get, out of my dorm get friends yeah any Some sense schools of it's like the only yeah it's like the gateway to a social life yeah exactly um but Cuse is definitely like sorority heavy mm-hmm. um And additionally, I kind of just came to the conclusion that I don't want to leave college only being able to talk about um, public relations because I was going to be a PR major. Um, So for me, BC was a well-rounded, holistic education, um, which is ultimately what I want. Mm -hmm. And I love the proximity to Boston. And I love the alumni network that is BC. And it's also, this sounds silly, but like I walked on campus and you just get the feeling. Had that feeling, yeah. (laughs) And I I had the feeling. Um, I I really did. Like it was very different for me in my mind and my heart. You know what too is like, is it's funny because sometimes it takes a little while to like have that feeling. Like 
you mm-hmm. honestly like if you had like maybe and i don't know if you visited bc like if you applied there originally but like clearly you didn't have that feeling before you went and it's so funny because like for me i was i had no idea where i was going to school like i applied pretty randomly like I thought that I wanted to be far away in a city like you. I love mm-hmm. the hustle and bustle. I wanted to feel yeah. like I was an adult, like out living on my own. And then I end up in suburb Massachusetts. <laughs> and right. I, but I like literally remember saying to my parents um, when they were like, you have to apply to UMass. Like it's, you just have to, like, it's a great school, great price. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll apply. I went and visited and I said to my dad at the end of the tour, I looked at him and he went to UMass too. So like I was just being mm-hmm. like a little, like I was just being a little snoot in the, of a daughter. And I was like, oh, you know, too bad. I'm not going to go here because I actually really like it. He was like, yeah. you stop being a brat for a second. He was, like, <laughs> he was like, why? And I was half kidding with him. But but really I was like, UMass was like my favorite tour. But I was, for a little while there, I was like, but it's UMass. Like I, I just thought like, oh, mm. I didn't want to be like one of the many kids from my high school who just yeah. went to UMass. And so like I wouldn't say that like I had that feeling at first, but then now it's like I could never have imagined college being anywhere else for me. And it's like my favorite mm. place. So totally. it's funny how like sometimes it takes a little bit of experience and like just, you know, really never having it's never a straight path like I think that you can probably agree to that as well and that's like totally I think with both of our podcasts kind of what we try to bring to light of like you have you have goals and you have times where you think that one thing might be right for you and then Mm. it's tough when you kind of like feel like you fail and you have to get back up but really like Mm -hmm. it's never a true failure if you do learn from it and adjust that path and like find out where you're meant to keep going I think you also need to recognize that as you go on through life, you do change as a person. And like I was applying to schools and touring schools my junior year. I was like 16. Yeah, that's so so crazy. That's so Which is crazy. So So what I thought mattered and what I thought wanted at that point in my life is just different than what I think I want now. And so I think if you can kind of come to – peace with the fact that you do change that your values Mm -hmm. change um and just know that if you just confidently go in the direction of like what you see your like ever changing path being then I think that that's kind of how you adapt to those fail quote-unquote failures they're not failures it's just you're changing in my opinion so yeah no and like the the times that you take to again I think that's where it becomes kind of easy to settle instead of change to just remain comfortable where you are and just like go along that route when internally you know you might like feel this pull towards another area Mm. but again like it's and this was something we kind of talked about in the beginning but like just knowing that like it's never going to feel perfectly right. And like, there's always going to be parts of it that seem scary when you're making changes or like taking taking a jump and that kind of thing. For sure. And I think it, it goes with everything like being comfortable. um, I think you need to be comfortable in uncomfort and you need to be willing to make changes if you know that you should. So Mm -hmm. this can even be with, 
like relationships like Mm -hmm. COVID's been like a huge time of reflection for me and I've been just like weighing all of the relationships in my life and just Mm -hmm. really seeing the people um who you know add to my life versus like take away and Mm -hmm. they add you know positivity Mm -hmm. versus like kind of tear me down bring me down yeah and I think being comfortable with just like value or with evaluating who is in your life and making conscious efforts to hang out with like the good people (laughs) versus which isn't always easy you know like and it doesn't mean that like when you decide kind of who brings what to your life and what you bring to theirs, the people that you might realize aren't right for you doesn't, it's hard because it doesn't mean that they're bad people and like yes. struggle kind of not wanting to hurt them as well, but knowing that you might need distance or space. I definitely feel like reflection has been a big theme during quarantine for everyone. Like sure. kind of a step, yeah, exactly what you yeah. said, like a step back and kind of seeing where was I at in life and is it where I want to be? Are the people yeah. I'm with who I should be with? That kind of yeah. thing. Um, and what was, how did I kind of want to wrap up? Oh, so really like, again, I just like want to reiterate, reiterate to you guys um, with Grace. Like one of the things that I was just so impressed with her is starting all of what she has at such a young age. And like, mm. again, I went to her, like she was the reason that I realized like, oh, like when I, thought about starting a podcast that like I even knew I could because like yeah you see all these professionals who listen to all these people that are out here doing it with all these followers but everybody starts somewhere and like I didn't even you know I just was like oh I can just like oh kind of like Joe Smo this and like yeah and do it like so I was like Grace how did you do it and she you know she like told me everything but do you want to talk a little bit about like just starting and not worry like waiting for that perfect time because it never really comes Yeah. So, um, I kind of came to the conclusion that I wanted to start the podcast and initially I was like, all right, I'm going to plan it out for months. I'm Mm -hmm. going to plan out what every episode will be. I want to solidify exactly who my quote unquote niche is. That's so funny because I literally Um, did the same things when I was starting. I was like, I need to have like 10 episodes ready to go before I even release one. And like, (laughs) exactly. And Truly, there never will be a perfect moment to start. Mm -hmm. And so I honestly, it was funny because a lot of the podcasts that I were list that I was listening to at the time, they were also really hammering home the message of you just got to start, just got to start. If you have any passion project, whether it's launching a blog, starting a YouTube, starting an Etsy business, whatever it may be, there'll never will be that perfect time. So you just kind of got to put yourself out there, start, Mm -hmm. and then listen to feedback and then adapt. Mm. And I think that's how you grow. That's how you get better. Yeah. Um, And that's how you attract more people to your business, to your side hustle, whatever it may be. I love Um, that you included the feedback part of that. That wasn't even something that I had thought of, but it is something that's so crucial in all of it. And ask your friends. And Mm -hmm. because and preface it with being like, please be honest. I yeah. need, I want to grow. I want to yeah. get better at this. Mm-hmm. Um, George, our mutual, we'll call him our cousin. cousin. Our yeah. mutual cousin. We're family. <laughs> We're family. <laughs> Basically blood. Yes. 
<laughs> Count it. <laughs> Check. But he would literally text me weekly. <laughs> outlining the strengths and weaknesses of my episodes and at first at first I was like this is a lot this is a like <laughs> okay lot. <laughs> this is a lot but then I I really did actually take his advice mm-hmm. to heart and learn from what he was saying welcome and to my life yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he so is, he critiques every part of my life. And, <laughs> I, you know, there were times where I didn't want to listen to him and times where I'm so thankful that I did. But yeah, no, exactly. So I think a big part of it is listening to the feedback that you get from the people that are paying attention and mm. then catering to that. And then from that, just like once you start getting comfortable in what you're doing with whatever your passion project Mm -hmm. may be, I think you need to constantly be asking yourself, okay, what's next? What's next? How am I going to continue building this brand? Mm -hmm. And for me, that has recently been, I've implemented quote unquote girl guide story takeovers. So previous guests of the podcast have been taking over my Instagram stories for a day and like running my audience through a day in their life behind the scenes. That is so cool. I think I actually saw part of it from your recent guest from one of the most recent ones. Yeah. Right. Yes. I did notice that. So I like that. So that I've been doing and I've also been starting to do more like IGTV things Mm -hmm. where I am record a portion of our episode like the video content and I put that on which has been interesting because that's been attracting unique viewers that like video content instead of audio so Mm -hmm. so that's been super cool and it's just been opening more doors I give more eyes on my content which is exciting Mm -hmm. and so I think once it starts going just really try to keep up with the momentum and like I said keep asking yourself okay what's next how can I Mm -hmm. continue building this brand and expanding how can I get better bigger yeah yeah that's awesome perfect well I feel like this is right where I wanted to be like wrapping up anyways we have great content that I knew I was like, oh, this is gonna be you guys. Little do you guys know, actually, behind the scenes. So I'm, at, we, me and Grace are on Zoom right now. Um, we're not together, but yes. we, where our audio is connected through Zoom. Grace is. I'm looking at her sitting in her closet right now because <laughs> there was um, landscapers outside, and like you could hear this like hum of like the lawnmowers or whatever it was. But before that, we had a schedule for 11 o'clock and me I'm like a grandma and I like don't know how to work zoom so I'm having all these troubles thank god grace is the first guest that like I've done the whole zoom audio thing with because we're like facetiming so that we can hear each other and try and like figure it out and we yes. eventually figured it out but it was we got mess. creative <laughs> we got creative <laughs> we like a mess of like a half hour like this and that and that so again it's never it you know, it's never what it seems like it's always there's hustle behind the picture pretty work that always goes down but yeah thank you so much grace for joining me and making the time in your busy schedule did you want to um plug like your social media where people can find you before we head out 
Sure. So if you want to find the podcast, it is just the Girl Guide podcast on all podcast platforms. So Apple, Spotify, it's also on Anchor. And if you want to follow the Instagram for the podcast, it's at Girl Guide Podcast. And then other than that, my personal Instagram is just Grace Bartolotti. So that's me, but thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you again for everything that you shared. All right, let me wrap this bad boy up. All right, guys, it's just me again. Hope you enjoyed the episode with Grace. You know how to find her. Next week, we are going to have another guest on, Maddie Saccone, Boston Soul Cycle legend, also known as Mads Tads. I've talked about her on this podcast before. She's a big inspiration for me. I'm super excited to have her on. It's going to be awesome. And other than that, that's about all the updates I got for you. Don't forget to follow, share, review, like, all that good stuff. Stay loyal. Love you. Today's best appreciates you. See you guys next week.